Buongiorno, amici miei, e benvenuti a Boot and Hearth Podcast. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, we're we're rebranding. Uh, welcome to the Boot and Hearth Podcast, a podcast about all things Syria. So after uh, after the last match week, I think it's all I think it's all in our best interest if we just uh, if we pick new teams. So I'm looking I'm looking forward to this uh, this new venture. Are you guys excited? Are you excited, Mr. Ted Shearer, co-host of the year, I'm voted th- by Small Business Magazine? I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I can't wait to root for Jose Mourinho's Roma. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big fan. Big fan. And and the man, the myth, the legend, Alex Washburn. Are you excited for uh, for the Serie A content? can't be any worse than being a fan. <laughs> Until you pick Sampdoria. Um, okay, oh. so... Uh, we um, we unfortunately are not rebranding, uh, and we will have to embrace uh, just how awful this Premier League weekend was for everyone except Shea McGee and uh, and Peter Spitz, and I guess David Tabor. Uh, you know, but no one really cares about any of those teams. Um, so uh, before we get rolling, um, here's a here's a toast to all of us uh, being able to embrace the suck uh, together, and um, you know, all of us, all of us having crisis club solidarity. Go team! Absolutely, go team! Go Dominion Energy! Thank you for sponsoring. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> um, so, uh, real quick, um, roll through the. Roll through just some of the results from the weekend. I like genuinely. Um, I I do want to ask about about the the second the second goal in the Everton game, real quick. Uh, wash. Um, how were you scared when when that when that foul happened? Like, were you like, all right, this is like yeah, this I is. My, I told my roommate they were excuse going to score. And I mean, it, it looked like to me that like the plan, Everton's plan was like the left back Mikalenko was supposed to like pretend like he's getting under the wall and like sprint back to the line. But it's he, so like, ridiculous. He, to be fair, if he had sprinted back in time, he would have stopped the ball. However, I mean, it was just it was awful. Also, uh, Ward just Prowse, a dang dang thing of you know the laws of physical nature. Yeah, yeah. Dang. Also, Ward Prowse, he, Ward Prowse, he like moved the ball back like five yards from where the foul was. Which hey, veteran savvy move. I'm not knocking him for that. It, it obviously, it worked out. Everton players should have like said something. The dude's filthy. Well, you know, most people most people complain about the ball moving too far forward. I don't think many people complain about the ball moving moving back. But maybe when you got to think like if you put it right at the edge of the top of the box, it's, it's oh, yeah. hard. To, yeah, and obviously that's where the foul was. There's also a stupid foul by Anthony Gordon. You know, we can get all on that later. Absolutely. But it was just. It was just a. It was a rough game. Pickford's Pickford's yeah. reaction to it was was iconic. I loved it. Like yeah, from the, like he he was like obviously like you said he was like trying to clearly communicate that he needed to come back and he just did not get back fast enough. Nope. He was so and pissed. Pickford just stood there and I thought like <laughs> hands like, up. I watched Pickford and I was like oh maybe that's going wide or something. He didn't even move. He didn't even move. <laughs> he wasn't going to save it. But no. yeah, I was just like well that's just how the season is at this point. Yeah. Well, um, that was uh, that was certainly a result. Um, honestly, the more I see Southampton games, the more Nathan Jones becomes unlikable to me. I just think he <laughs> seems more and more annoying um, personally, but um, that's fine. Um, you know who is also annoying? Um, 
Mikkel Arteta, uh, the the Mister Mister doing a five k on the sideline. Um, Ted, not a not a not a good weekend uh, for the boys and for the boys in white. Yeah, we can skip this one. It's fine. Um, yeah, sure, sure, sure. No. As long as we get to skip mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was uh, yeah rough rough weekend. Uh, we all saw it. You know, uh, it was it was the same thing I've been seeing every season. To be honest, nothing really changed. Uh, in the second half, we just you know we were better, but we just weren't good enough to get two goals against the best team in the league right now. And who's who's surprised by that? Uh, not me. I would. I would argue, I would argue two things after this game. One, I would argue that Tottenham performing better in the second half is not them actually performing better. It's just them like deciding to play the game, <laughs> like that's just a game plan. They're just executing the game plan um, at that point. What what game plan? Um, don't play in the first half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't just get it. Absolutely, man. it's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, and then the second thing is Arsenal. Arsenal, I. I think they've got this in the back. I think they dude. can do it. I, like, yeah, I, they have not. They have lost one game, and it was to Manu. And clearly, we can all see Manu are doing pretty well right now. Yeah, I, Arsenal still has to play Man City twice. If Man City win both those games, they're back to two points on them. Um, but I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a guarantee that Man City gets a result from either of those games. I mean, they did not... I don't know if you guys saw the Man City Man U game or saw the highlights, but in the Man City Man U game, Man City did not look that good. Man. No, like, they, they didn't. Did not, they did not look good at all. Um, uh, did you guys see that Rashford? Did you guys see the, the, the Bruno Fernandez goal? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I didn't see anything wrong with it at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course. Yeah, yeah. It had it been any other team except for Man City, uh, maybe I would have seen something, but I I didn't see anything wrong with it. I think I think City's been struggling because I think Jao Cancelo hasn't been playing very well at all recently. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even as a defender, he was just so important to the way they moved the ball and attacked. And with mm-hmm. his drop off and play, they're kind of struggling to re- replicate that. I mean, they put Nathan Akey out wide, outside back, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's just not the same. I mean, I haven't watched a ton of City, but. I mean, because they clearly don't have any offensive weapons. You know, they just really don't have any offensive talent on the, on the pitch at all. I just, I, yeah, it's no wonder they struggle to score. Someone gave me a hot take, not trying to necessarily agree with it, but they said Holland being in the squad is honestly a detriment to them in some ways because they almost force feed it to him. Yep. Instead of just moving the ball one touch and around like they normally do. I think there is some truth to that, but also like Holland's runs are so in, in, just impressive. And just he just constantly moving that I don't know if I necessarily think that's a curve. I don't think it's wrong, but I don't think it's right either. It's not. Uh, I see where they're coming from, in the sense that like when Ronaldo was on the field for Juventus, like Ronaldo made Juventus worse. Ronaldo oh. made Man United worse. It's just like anytime but that doesn't. I was just gonna I, say. I was just gonna say. <laughs> I was just gonna say that uh, that um, uh, doesn't account like. Holland is not as detrimental in the locker room as as um, Cristiano Ronaldo was either, and and I mean, Pep Pep can adapt this team to play their way. I I I have another point that I want to make on this, but I, I um, Ted, you go. I mean, it, it basically the same thing. Anytime you you limit a team and you kind of create a choke point in in a system like that, you're gonna have issues. Mm-hmm. I think the the one I I, I someone brought this up. Uh, um, in an article that I was reading, and I think it, it brings up a good point, 
is that these teams that have really aggressive presses burn out. Like, it's really hard to keep up a strong press without bringing in a lot of new talent over years and years. And Liverpool and Man City have been the highest-pressing teams, the most offensively energetic teams in, in, in world football for, you know, four years at this point, like five years. So it's... To that point, do you think that's what happened? That's what's happened to Liverpool? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it, it, there's not been enough rotation of spots. The people are cut like Navicata. Navicata looked really good today, and and he's been great. But the problem is he made a glass. It's... I also think some of your players they're just not as good either that you have in like obviously Salas was like you know top one of the top five players in the world, and Sadio Mane was also super super good too. And you obviously lost him. There's no more Firmino, who obviously was never perfect. But and then I don't think Virgil Van Dyke has been. He's not as good as he was a few years ago before the injuries and stuff. He's too. had a rough season. Yeah, he, I, th- I think Salah's washed. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> I said Salah's washed. <laughs> hey, I like that. I th- he's uh, he's struggled. He's he's honestly struggled since uh, Afcon, um, and he's not been the same since he got back. So you would think the World Cup break would help him, but I I think I I think the I think the squad. After competing for everything, essentially over the last four years, really, um, it's been draining on them for sure. So um, we'll see what ends up happening. We just won against Wolves. Now let's see if we can beat Chelsea. Not necessarily a guarantee. <laughs> I hope. I hope Mudrick uh, follows in Jao Jao Felix's uh, Jao Felix's pass, path and gets a red card. Um, hey, to be fair, Felix was playing really well before that red card. He was. He was. So. He was they, he was probably their best player up until he gets the card, and mm-hmm. it's not even like it was a debatable card. Like it was just a bad, bad choice. Uh, but that's what you get when you sign someone from Diego Simeone's uh, Atletico Madrid. Okay, mm-hmm. on to more, uh, more lighthearted note. Um, David Moyes had probably the weirdest possible flex I have ever seen a manager make where he stated in an interview that he had the chance to sign Julian Alvarez, just decided not to. Just was like, nah, I don't, you know, we didn't need him. And uh, uh, I, I would love to hear uh, Spitz's take on this. Unfortunately, he's, uh, he's crying his relegation tears right now. Um, but like, I, I, what, what, what possesses someone to be like, yeah, we almost signed, we almost signed this amazing young talent. Decided not to though. I mean, like, what's the, what's the logic there? That's insane. Bro, call me crazy, but for a manager on the hot seat, I think the last thing I'd want to be saying is literally quote from this article you've, you've thrown in here. I think it's the ones I've missed. The ones where you say, nah, I don't think he's quite good enough. And then he doubles down and says, I've had hundreds of them. Like, that is not something you want to be saying. Like, just at all. Much much less somebody who's, you know, underperforming. Who was starting in a World Cup final. Yeah, I mean, like, like when when you're underperforming and then you say this about someone, not just like someone who's doing well. Like, this is someone who started in the World Cup final. Scored many goals in the World Cup and overall had a, an amazing tournament. That's yep. insane. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, not a good look. No, I. I mean, just like 
And the funny thing is, is like it signed, um, like it's not like they didn't sign anyone in that position and they were like, oh, we're good. No, they did sign someone in that position. John Lucas Kamaka, who has not done well. He's I don't got think goals. Got three goals. He's got three goals. <laughs> and one of them is a fucking beauty. I will never forget. Like it was a great pass from Paqueta and he chipped the, chipped the goalkeeper. Just stood in the center of the field and did like an Eric Cantona, like twirl. I mean, but I I would say I would say if you had to, if if Everton was uh, bidding for John Lucas Kamaka and Julian Alvarez, I, I I would hope that you would take Alvarez. But nope. I don't think I don't think uh, Farhad would would agree with that. Right, no. right now we're trying to get Mikhail Antonio. And Zabata. I heard about this. Yeah, I heard about they, that. We want the, uh, the the you know the guy the corpses. We want them to join the team. <laughs> I think Don Antonio wouldn't be a, a terrible option. I mean, it'd be better than Neil Mopai. Whoa, whoa! Please respect whoa, the Mopai. Whoa! Well, Michael Antonio would get more minutes than uh, DCL at That's, least. I mean, anybody would at this point. You would. <laughs> I do you think do you think he's made of glass? Do you like I I've heard reports of like players like ex players who talk about they knew players that would like sure they were injured but like were they really that injured? Do you th- I mean, like is is DCL really this injury prone or I, 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 is, I think what happened with DCL is he's been rushed back multiple times and that's made the injury worse or something else yeah. like, more happens like that happened in rafa's term is i think he like he messed up his foot in preseason like like dropping something on his foot you know at his house mm-hmm. or of course and and rafa was like no nah, you're good play on it and he played on it and then it made it like way worse and then he pulled something in his leg because he was overcompensated. it was just a whole thing i think that's been a lot of and i mean there's a lot of unluckiness i mean the year i mean is even worse than dcl is Wait, well, don't hear it as much true. As, Dom's as true. Dom's healthy right now, right? I just saw him play. Or is he injured yeah, he's, again? He's healthy. Okay, okay, he's okay. Healthy. A quick clarification for anyone listening. DCL is Dominic Calvert-Lewin, um, the striker for Everton. Um, you probably haven't heard of him because he doesn't get on the pitch that often. He's, he's as we said, made of glass. Yep. Yeah. Um, side, side note, because we talked about this when he got appointed. I always wanted Rafa to do well at Everton, and it just... Yeah, that that did not pan out whatsoever. I don't know a ton of people of Everton fans. Obviously, I follow some on Twitter and vice versa. But everyone mm-hmm. was all under the same impression, where it's like this is a terrible hire, and this is not going to work. And it didn't. Who would have guessed? <laughs> I Rafa never really was. He was. He's the game has passed him by. The game has passed him and quite a few people by. People who played like really mm-hmm. defensively solid soccer. Like I think we we might start working back towards that as the the top teams realize that pressing is not sustainable. Um, you might get more teams doing it, but I mean that Rafa hire just did not pan out. But that is not the fault of Rafa. We'll get into we'll get into we'll get into the fault the true yeah, we can talk true about who's at fault there. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that later. Uh, okay, off of uh, David Moyes' weird flex onto Ted. Todd Bowley's uh, weird flex. Um, you have Chelsea pulling uh, a Liverpool on Arsenal. Uh, keep up, listener. Um, with the with the uh, Mikhail uh, Mudrik deal. So we had on this. Um, what I mean is uh, Chelsea hijacked the deal. 
and bid 100 million euros, uh, which the breakdown of this is 70, 70 million of that is fixed, um, and 30 million of that is add-ons. By fixed, that means they get that money no matter what. It does not mean they get all that money up front. It's most likely paid out in installments. Um, and then the 30 is based on contingents like um, Premier League, winning the Premier League, winning Continental Championships, um, stuff like that. That's a lot of money for a guy who had like one good Champions League camp group stage. And that's about it. I mean, am I crazy? Like, is it this plus the Anthony, Anthony signing? Like, this is insane, right? Am I am I crazy? I mean, dude, this is bully ball. Yeah, he's he's I playing FIFA. A lot of it, it also is add-ons, right? Like, it's seventy million, and it's like thirty million to add-ons, and you know, it's like yeah. if we win, the, if we win Champions League, then part of it, more Chelsea will pay more if they win the EPL. So, I mean, a lot of it's team-based, which I guess, like, if they end up paying it, it's like, oh, well, shit, that's because they won. So it makes, you know, it's like, whatever, who cares? But, I mean, regardless, I think 100 million, 70 million, either way, is too expensive. Because, like you said, he hasn't really done anything. I think he's super talented. I think he's going to be really good at some point. But, it's, I mean, it's very risky. But, but like, eight years, though. Yeah. Well, he's, what, 20 eight. years old? I think he's 22. He's 22, 22. So it'll go until he's 30. Yeah, 30, mm-hmm. 31. And... It's it's just that's just a lot of money for it's just a lot of money for anyone. He's I mean, un, he's unproven. I, I, this is also me as the biggest Darwin Nunez stan, I think that exists. So I I don't have much room to talk. <laughs> but at least Darwin Nunez like performed amazing. Like he was the best player in the in the in the Portuguese league, which is the sixth best league in the world. Um, for two seasons. So I mean, this guy. I think I, I think I looked it up. I think he has he does he does not have that many senior appearances in the Ukrainian league. I mean, like it's not like he's done anything crazy there. But uh, he's a good player. He tore up the Champions League. I thought he looked really good with Shakhtar. But uh, this this harkens me back to you know. Sure, he's been good, but let's look at the track record of of the ten most expensive transfers in uh, in Chelsea's history. I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off some names for you, listener. Um, we've got Romelu Lukaku uh, at number one, Keppa at two, Kai Havertz at three, Wesley Fofana. Remember him at uh, <laughs> at four, Avara Morata um, at five, Pulisic at Six, Jorginho at seven, Mark Cucurea at eight, Fernando Torres at nine, and Ben Chilwell at ten. Now, that is not necessarily that. That's not a list you really want to be on. I feel like I mean, like, I guess you could argue that Kai Havertz is no. I I think Jorginho is the only person on this list that is uh, like gone up to their valuation. I feel like I don't yeah. know. No, I, is there I, anyone else on there that you think? I agree with that. Before before I get into who I think is worth what they paid for this, I just the whole Lukaku saga or saga was was just so comical to me. Like it, it just bringing him in, and then I mean he's he's back where he started, right? Like they did they loan him back? Is he still on a loan, or did they buy him he, back? They loaned him back to Inter. Yeah, they loaned him back to Inter, and Inter don't want to 
by him. He's not having the best season at Inter either. I mean, he started fine, but re- he just recently played one of the worst. It, I don't. It was. It was said that it was the worst game a, a Inter Milan striker has ever played. I don't even think Kai is worth as much as they paid for him. To be honest, no. Like what to get the occasional accidental goal? Exactly. That's no, what I'm no saying. Worth seventy-one million. I yeah. do think. I do think Fofana is going to be really, really good. I mean, he's been hurt since they bought him, and he's he's very young. But I think he's going to be nasty. And um, the other center back they bought uh, is it Semele? Or is that you know what I'm talking uh, about? No, B- Badia Shele. Yeah, yeah. yeah thank Benoit. You. He's also. I think he had a really good game in his first game with Chelsea. Those two, I think, are going to be a mm-hmm. nice, a nice center back pairing for the next six years. And they've got Levi Colwell who is on loan at Brighton. Brighton right now. He's starting at Brighton, and he's playing really well. He's I mean, he, he, yeah, he did great in the... Is, is, do they still have Tamari on loan, or do they actually sell him totally? No, no. Fakaya Tamari is um, is at in- AC Milan straight oh, up yeah, now. Yeah, AC, yeah. AC. Um, I think, I think Cucurella is worth the 55, I will say. Maybe not right now, but he will be. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a hot take. I don't think it is, though. I... I think it speaks volumes that Lewis Hall is starting over Mark Kukurea and Mark Kukurea is fully healthy. Lewis Hall Lewis Hall did not look good in not the Crystal Palace game, but the whoever they played before that. Um I forget. Brentford? Brentford, right? Um no? was it? No, I don't I don't think it uh oh, no. we gotta consult. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I, anyway, I, uh, he didn't look great in that game. But I mean, I think Kukure is really struggling. I, I think he's his defense has been really bad. But I think I think he can still prove that he's worth that. I think he can get back to where he was. But they need to figure out their system. Ben Chilwell is a really good player. He's just made of glass. I mean, talking about players that are injured all the time, that I, I feel bad that he's he's uh, he struggled as much as he had. When uh, when you hear uh, talk about Lukaku and you hear the slander that comes out about him, uh, Wash, does that uh, does that fill you with rage? No, uh, uh, going at the Everton legend himself. No, I think it's I think it's funny. Everton actually fleece somebody. <laughs> I mean, he, he played so well for us, and then man, you he was not very good in Chelsea. He was even no. worse. How much? He, he's, he's, good... How much did y'all sell him for? Sorry. I think it was I think it was 90 it was a lot and but we wasted all that money you know, on like guys like Michael Michael the only one that was halfway decent was Jordan Pickford and I mean he's obviously had some bad years too so it's just like I mean we can get into all that that's, that's Armist that's Armist honestly just because he's got short arms you're gonna you're gonna roast my man Pickford Jesus. Right. He's the only reason why we didn't get relegated last year. Yeah. He makes up for it in heart. He's, he, I actually think I rate Pickford. I like, I like Pickford a lot. I think he's great. I think he's great. That, but um, as as a Liverpool fan, I am I am obligated to mention his. He's going to be on, uh, the spur, on Spurs soon. Soon enough. I Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me at all. It would not. And I honestly, I'd be happy about that. I'd be happy about that. Yeah. Could do worse. Yeah. Um. All right. Um, since we're on the topic, uh, let's keep this going. I think um, I want to provide some context and then and then uh, cover the topic. We're going to talk about Everton kind of as a whole right now because um, this past weekend there were sit-in protests at at um, Goodison Park. Um, there's been a lot of um, 
the fans were fans were uh, very angry at the end of the game. Um, uh, there were reports uh, that went to the press that um, the board and the owners were threatened, um, and that's why they did not attend the game. That's uh, at least the 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 Merseyside police has reported that no threats were reported to them. Um, so this allegation could be updated if they decide to report these. But I think if nothing's been reported to the police, I think it's probably a safe bet that they're full of shit on this one. I'll 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 put my name on that one. Um, and they've just been like like I this was this was. Very common last year as well. The board was getting off. I mean, Farid Mashiri got a lot of shit last year. You know, um, what's the other guy's name? Is Bill something? Bill Kentwright. Who, Bill Kentwright, yeah. Who is a, he's a thespian. He's a for film director. Decided that, oh, he's, you he's don't a say. At heart. <laughs> he's an Evertonian at heart that he should then be conducting negotiations for players and who we should get and managers because he knows a lot about it because he's an Evertonian at heart. <laughs> He did great in that Shakespeare play. Was that was that Backdoor Sluts Nine? I yeah, want, I want, amazing. I want it's my favorite Shakespeare play. I want our boots on the ground correspondent to give us his take on 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 what happened. Why were well, there validated reports that there were actually threats, and then all of a sudden there weren't coming? So, like, like what do you like? Do you really do you think the board is capable of leaking that and and? You know, trying to paint this picture that they are the victims here. One hundred percent, yes, they are absolutely delusional. So it started with um, Denise Barrett Baxendale, who is the CEO of Everton. She's on and she's a, on the board. And rumors came out all of a sudden that uh, she was put in a headlock at one point by a fan during a game. I remember reading that. Yes, she, right. So that just pops out of nowhere a few days ago, and. Um, you know, it was like, well, the police, they didn't hear anything about this, right? Like, wh why would you not report this to police? And they were like, oh, well, they didn't want to make it a big deal or they didn't want to get out to the public and they didn't want to press criminal charge and this and that. I was like, but well, you just, you just, you just leaked it. Like, you just did all of that basically right now because and it was all fake. Like, nothing's, nothing's, nothing else has happened since. It was just them letting it go because they look terrible right now. Bro, that is so dysfunctional. I <laughs> I I want to also. There's a bit of uh, political context with this as well. Um, there was a, a a tragedy that happened with the Liverpool fan fandom in the FA Cup semifinal in 1987 or something like that, called the Hillsborough disaster, mm -hmm. where 96 fans were crushed um, in an overcrowded stand. Um, at, at Hillsborough at Sheffield Wednesday Stadium and the police reports that came out after that immediately after that said that it was the Liverpool fans fault that they were too drunk that they were um, being too rowdy they forced their way in there was nothing that could have been done um, and this lie kind of persisted through the and through the media through everything getting posted through media that that these that Liverpool Liverpudlian scousers are are um, these drunk maniacs, uh, just really derogatory stuff towards uh, the city um, and its people for 30 years. And then it came out that none of it was true, that it was completely at the fault of the police, that they mishandled the situation terribly, and because of that, 95 people died. And it was not the fault of the Liverpool fans at all. But that situation 
led to a massive bias established within the UK about Liverpool the city and 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 Liverpudlians. So there's hints of that going on with this as well where if it wasn't the Merseyside police like it's just, it it I think th- this is being tried. It's been tried before around Liverpool fans, and they try to play the media. That's I think there's some level of that to why it got eaten up so quick uh, by the media. Yeah, um, it's just it's for trying to save face. I mean, they didn't attend the game because of security reasons, but it's just because they didn't want to show their faces around. And for yeah, Mercy Merseyside police said there were no no yeah. r- threats reported to them. That is so. wild. That is wild. And far, Farhad Mashiri, he doesn't say anything at all. He just he's been he's been quiet. He finally wrote like a little letter to the fans, which didn't say anything at all. And then he went on. He, he did that last year too, didn't he? Yes, he, did. he wrote he wrote a letter to the fans last year as well. And yeah. He, he went on. I think it was maybe like Talk Sport, one of those soccer you know podcast yeah, shows, yeah. and basically said you know he's been doing a pretty good job and. You know, it's the fans. The fans have been the reasons. Like, they are the ones that are picking the managers and running out other managers because, I guess, the whole Rafa thing, which is totally delusional. It's absolutely – he's like, well, look at all the money I've been spending, which is true. Bashiri spent a lot of money on players and managers, but he's not done a good – he's not done the right players or managers. Like, if you would maybe, you know, get an actual director of football and let him do his job. Amen. Instead, it's – Bashiri jumps in. Like, there have been reports that, like, teams, when they're negotiating with Everton, don't even know who to talk to because there are so many different points. It's like, do you talk to the guy that's, like, supposed to be a director of football? Do you talk to Mashiri? Do you talk to uh, to, to Kent Wright, or uh, to Bill Kent Wright? They don't even know. It's just, it's a terribly run club, and it's shown over the last several years, and it's just gotten so, worse and worse. I Because I, I was curious on this because it, I'm seeing a lot of I don't know about you, but I feel like this year is kind of a mirror of last year. I mean, I it's, like if it's especially if Frank gets fired at the end of January, which I could see that happen. I could see them giving I could see them not learning a single lesson from last year, not giving a new manager January to figure things out. Rickson, he's not getting him. fired. He's not getting fired. He's going to stay. Oh, man. He should've, if he was going to be fired, he should have been fired during the World Cup break. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They looked, and they just right. said again, Mashiri said he's got the total confidence in Lampard to get the job done, which is ridiculous. Which is um, completely, yeah, yeah, based in absolutely Lampard's fucking. You need, you need a, you need a really good manager to get anything out of this club, which is fair, and that's not fair to Lampard. Like it's not his fault the club is so bad necessarily. However, mm-hmm. he's still, he's still not even an average manager. His tactics are terrible. He doesn't change anything after halftime. I mean, I think in the last, I looked at last thirteen games, we got five points. Mm-hmm. You don't count like friendlies, five points in thirteen games, thirteen matches. That's not that's not great. Mm-hmm. It's hard to no. it's hard to do anything. Yeah. And it's just Notably, that's not a good home record either. I yeah. Mean, last, last in part of that. Games, we lost the Wolves, who was in last place. We lost uh we just lost to Southampton, who were in last place last at place. home. We got spanked by Bournemouth twice. The lead in away a row. In that one. I don't know if you threw the lead away in the Wolves one, but Mm, no, I think I said, uh, did you throw the lead away I in think, the Wolves one? I think that was a was that a 1-0? 1-0? That was 2-1. 2-1. Yeah, we did. We did. We gave up a goal in the 96th minute on a counterattack. That's right. The Ryan Eight Nori. Oh my god, that's right. And uh, yeah. I remember Frank looks so pissed that yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay. We, we we tied City though. We tied City once, and so that's been like, ooh. <laughs> you know, it's like But City we've already talked about not being themselves. Exactly. So it's just yeah, it's yeah. been it's been awful, and now they're trying to bring and they, and they don't even know who they're trying like who they should be bringing in like we like like I said Mikel Antonio and Zapata those guys are they're washed at this point all right they're washed like you should be bringing in if you want to if you're Everton you need to do what Brighton does and you need to bring in young talent 
before they explode up. They're when they're in 1920, like Moiseido from the center mid um, that's playing for Brighton. They yeah, that Ecuadorian, yeah. Million, and now he's getting quoted for 60-some uh, million pounds, whatever, euros, whatever. It's just like those I are mean, what Everton should be doing. They can't spend like they're Chelsea. One of the best, one of the best signings that Everton has made in recent history is Damari Gray. I mean, Damari Gray was was super cheap, and I feel like the dude's been a revelation. I feel like he's been really good. Dude, for, okay, for so I want your opinion on this. I want your opinion on this. What is your thought on Damari Gray? Because I was talking, I was literally watching the game with another Everton fan earlier today, and or not earlier today, uh, last weekend, and a Leicester fan. Um, both of them just do not. Do not rate Damari Gray at all. I personally have watched uh, I've watched maybe three games of him, and I I think he's good. I think he's pretty good. I think he's he's fairly young too, right? He's like he's like twenty five, twenty six. Uh, so, so not he's, that young. He's not, I think it's funny. I think fans, non Everton fans, rate Damari Gray, and Everton fans are like, nah. Eh. The thing with okay. him is he has those he has those fantastic goals, right? Like he did against City. Yeah. He, did, he did that against Arsenal. The last personal year. one that always comes to yes. me. Yeah. The issue with him is he stops the play every time he gets the ball. He, he puts his he puts his toe on the ball and stops the ball instead of just moving uh, it. He it takes him forever. He has to like think about what he's gonna do. He can't just move the ball quickly. He stops the play. He kills it so so often. See, he doesn't really. He doesn't, okay. he doesn't really help That's completely either. so. So it's similar to what they say. Uh, they both they both said he kills the play. They also said like he beats one man and then can't beat the second man and isn't gonna make the final pass. Which yeah. The, the, that's also 100 percent true. Okay. He's also very right-footed, which you know it's fine. Like you put kind of put him on the left side, right, and he can cut in like he did on some of those goals. However, now it's like we also have Anthony Gordon, mm-hmm. who is kind of the same. Like they none of them use their left foot, yeah. and kind of the both are kind of below average at crossing the ball at times. Like Demar Gray's now been taking some free kicks and corners and stuff, but none of them are great at it. It's just so it's it's. Can, am I crazy or can Gordon not play down the middle? Uh, why do I feel like Gordon played down the middle at some point during the season? He does a little bit, but just like Demar Gray, a lot of times too, they just put their heads down. There are so many times, especially with Gordon, where he just doesn't see the final pass. It's yeah. just like there are some clear ones. It's like, bro, like literally look up. The board <laughs> is right there. Just a little, little, yeah. little through ball, and it's boom, one touch, finished. It's and you know I've, I- I've rated Gordon relatively here and there, but. Um, I mean, he's he's still got a ways to go. Like he's not like he's not good enough to be a consistent starter in wrong. an EPL team. Yeah, I mean, he's young. He's like twenty twenty one still, so he's got like yeah, time to yeah. imagine. Better, but imagine getting offered sixty million for him, and we never were offered sixty million. Uh, you were offered like, was, you you were offered yeah, somewhere was, in that ballpark. It, it was it ended up it, it ended up being like thirty, which is still I would have taken that to be fair. Thirty mil for Gordon. I know, I know. I remember the rumors you were taught you're talking about those. Yeah, those ended up being false. It ended up being up to thirty million um, from Chelsea. Okay. And Spurs were also interested, I believe, too. We absolutely were. Yeah, that's the and only reason I know. Yeah, but it was never. If it, but I, I don't disagree. It's like at thirty. I mean, at this point, too, it's like, well, you know, he's homegrown. He's English. You know, and, and he's young still. He's I think he's got. English. I he's going to improve. But it's just at this point, there ain't there ain't many players that are going to get us out of financial hell, which we're still in even after the Richarlison sale. It's just a, yeah. It feels like it feels like FFP only applies to Everton. That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> United City. I mean, like in the entire 
like top 20 leagues i feel like the only one getting wrecked by financial fair play is everton and, and it just doesn't like piss poor manage the club is. Really I mean, it shows how poorly they've run the club and how shitty the players that they bought have been and how they always buy players and they get absolutely zero back when they set when they when they move on right like they mm. try to loan out deli ali's playing in turkey turkey wants to send them back they're like he sucks we don't yeah. want him anymore it doesn't They're surprise me off in the 30 30th minute uh he got subbed off in the 30th minute and got booed off in a, in a, in a cup game dude he's they so bad now anymore they, but they like everything's like you gotta pay the loan fee we need the money you okay pay no but but the but the deli alley i mean that was at least they they got him for free right i mean that no. that was a lucrative was, deal i thought that was a lucrative free. deal it wasn't free it was it was based it, it can go up to 40 million yeah, i was gonna say it was like a percentage wasn't it yeah it's a, it's based off of like games played basically so no, plays I, like, I, you know like 10 or 15 it was you know we pay like 10 million and then more games the more it goes up to 40 i think which he'll never reach he's not gonna play another game for everton yeah um, yeah but it's i, I mean, mean I they guess, get to try it out i mean I guess so, but in reality, it's like okay, if this guy's good, you're gonna still pay forty million when you don't even have that money, really. Yeah. I don't yeah, like. Yeah. I I guess I kind of get it, and it was like exciting. It's like oh, he's gonna Frank Lampard wants to work with them. He wants to work with Frank. Like it's gonna work. He's gonna do the. He's gonna what's what's the hand thing that he does? Hold on, I'm trying uh, to. I can't out. even. I know what you're talking about, but I can't do it. I can't <laughs> do it. Scores a goal because I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, you yeah. haven't seen it a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've never seen it. Is he? <laughs> I haven't. Is he back to the afro or does he still have the dreads? I haven't even. He has not. I haven't seen him in Turkey. He had the dreads when he left, so I don't know what he's looking, what he's rocking with now. I don't, I don't waste my time watching him play twenty minutes before he's getting pulled. Unbelievable. Uh, I so I want to get back. I, I want to get back real quick to to the the protests and everything because I feel like, like I said, I I feel like it's been a mirror of the two seasons. Um, this has obviously been building for quite some time. The 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 pain in the club. And and dis disgruntlement towards the board and, and Farad Mashiri, um, who's the owner of Everton. We should have clarified that at the beginning. Uh, but um, when do you think this really started to gain steam? Like, was it last year that it was really like this is too much and it everything like the the dam broke, or has like has this been going for a while and just. Uh, as American fans, we haven't seen it. I would, I would say I'm a relatively new fan. I've kind of started, you know, five years, four or five years ago. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know if I can really speak 100% to this. However, I mean, I think well, the Rafa hiring was 100% Mashiri's idea. That was him, 100%. And I think yeah. any left, of, anything left that the fans had of like, we like Mashiri, it went just shit downhill. Um, because, you know, it, 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 I think fans have always agreed he's overstepped his boundaries as far as like, you know, he's an owner. He doesn't know football yeah. like a football guy knows football. So I think everybody and everybody has noticed like he's always in the forefront. Like he's always still making decisions, even if he surrounds himself with football guys, which he really hasn't. He's always the one making decisions. And I think last year, like I said, that was 100% Roth. He was 100% the Rafa guy. So our our quote unquote director of football that was there, Marcel Brands, he just left. He was like, I'm done. I'm not <laughs> Marcel Brands had, had 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 like beautiful brown hair when he got got in i think he looked like santa claus when he rolled out yeah he, uh, <laughs> he was i felt bad for, and i mean some of the things he tried didn't work but i mean you could see you could understand like he wanted he brought in moise keen who was you know yep. he was like 19 20 years old he was killing it over in italy and like he was supposed to be like the next big thing and he's playing he's please play well at psg he's played well at juventus he just can't play well yep. at everton go figure yeah um <laughs> 
But, you know, it's like Mashiri's the one that pushed for a Wobi, and then Brands was like, hold on, wait, we can like wait a little bit and get him for cheaper. He's like, nah, let's throw more like money to him. Buy. Yeah, yep. That was, that was Mashiri also. So that's... And then, you know, and then Rafa, Rafa obviously was so bad. And there were plenty of times where actually we had offers for like Livermento and Denzel Dumfries and a couple others that were like younger players oh, that would be. Man. And Rafa said, nah, mm -mm, I don't want them. And just axed the deals before, right before he, right after he got in. I mean, so. Um, Livermento would have been amazing. I mean, they both would have been very. Uh, Dumfries would have been great too. Yeah, Dumfries. Dumfries is a starter and one of the star players on an Inter Milan team that is targeted I mean, to be one of the best. Well, in the, in the World Cup, he, was, he had a great World Cup. Yeah. So um, uh, at the detriment, at the detriment of the U.S. Uh, for sure. I, I gotta play devil's advocate here, man, because because coming from a Spurs perspective, perspective, we do not splash cash on players. We are very conservative in our in our spending, and I gotta say, like so. If you're not looking for like I, I I get where you're coming from in terms of of he's he's not spending the money the right way and he's making all the calls when maybe your director of football or director of personnel should be making those calls um, or even just the manager having more input should should be considered. But would you rather have an owner who splashes cash like like you're used to and and makes all the calls or would you rather have an owner who is frugal, runs it like a business, and and doesn't necessarily bring in as many players as maybe you're used to. Well, so you're saying that's the Spurs, right? I would say that is Spurs right okay. now. What what place are y'all in right now? Well, okay. To your point, sure, sure. I mean, the last how many? When was the last time we finished above you, Ted? I mean, but but but, my, dude. So like, it's so funny. Like I, again, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm not saying I don't agree with you. I'm I'm playing devil's advocate here. But like, our fan base is literally up in arms too because we don't we don't back our manager and we don't spend money. And I I, I think there's definitely a balance, right? Like you don't want to necessarily be super frugal where you won't spend anything at all, right? And but you also don't want to spend a ridiculous amount of money for guys that aren't good. But that's that's where it's like okay, the thing with you guys, you don't spend a lot of money, but you spend them on the right players, right? Just like Brighton, we just debatable, Brighton but sure, true. But I think Charles Liverpool's probably the better example. Liverpool's probably the better example of, of spending money on on yeah. the right players. You know, I hate Liverpool, but that's probably fair, right? Like they got when you do spend a lot of money, you spend it on good players, and they're younger. The Everton is like. Davy Clawson, who was like decent in the Dutch league, and he's Davy Clawson. I forgot <laughs> about that sign. Or Gilfie Sigurdsson, who now has other problems, but he can't run either, and he has some cool goals from midfield. It's it's he, it's he like, who shall not be named. The, and other issues, they don't have any. There's no there's no identity on the pitch for the for Everton. You know, it's just like we don't have one. It's like throw some guys in here. Okay, let's get a new manager in. He doesn't want any of these players, but that's all you got. Throw some more guys. It, you know what I mean? It's just there's no fluidity between the board and the the I guess the recruiting people and then the team and the manager. So do you want like do you want like a Saudi takeover or do you want a, a an actual director of football that is gonna you know actually make the calls? I, I think I think the Saudi takeover would be the more fun option, right? Sure, However, sure. Newcastle would agree with you. Exactly. But I think the smartest thing to do is have that director of football and have a team around him that actually understands the game. But I think, I mean, honestly, you could do both, right? You could have the Saudi takeover who then hires. Ideally. Know, exactly. That knows knows the game. But Everton, Mashiri, like I said, Mashiri splashed a lot of money. And, you know, he, he, he has every right to say that. He has spent a lot of money. However, a lot of it, the issues that aren't working is because of him. So it's like, you know, it's kind of on you too.
It's like you're not just uh, innocent. So, on the topic of of splashing cat, this is I I because I, I don't think a lot of uh, people outside of the Everton fan base are are super familiar on the Bramley Moor Dock Stadium and what's going on with that, who's funding it, uh, just the the intricacies of that. Is is Mashuri the one who bankrolled the the um, is bankrolling the construction of the Bramley Moor Dock Stadium, which is Everton's new stadium that is getting built uh, in yes. place of Goodison Park. So it is mainly Mashiri. I don't know a ton about it, but it's mainly Mashiri. It is Everton owned. So like, well, he was talking about selling the club. So he wants you know X amount for the club, and then he wants more because of the stadium too. Got it. So it's they're like they they are together. And I mean, when he's trying to sell the club, he's trying to still sell it for like like how he bought it, where it was higher up than it is now. Is now he is he actively selling the club? He before the season started, he was taking calls and he had some interviews, but now it's or some you know some conversations. But it seems like now most of the people that were interested have backed off, um, from what I've seen over the last few weeks. They're not interested well, in a championship level the club. likes of yeah <laughs> yeah. Well, because you've got you've got Man U up for grabs. You've got. Well, you have that, but you know, you have, like like Ted said, we're probably going to be in the championship next season. You have an, a ridiculous amount of wages. You have to figure out what to do. You have the stadium that still needs a lot of like still hasn't been built yet. And if it when it is built, what are you going to do in the championship with this thing? I was going to say, what like, happens to that deal if that does happen? I wish I could tell you. So I have no idea. I haven't. I don't know. You have the so best stadium in the championship. Of, <laughs> a lot of questions. I think the the only comparable situation to that would be Sunderland, um, who got relegated, had back to back relegations, went to League One. They have the Stadium of Light, which was not recently built, but is I think a fifty thousand seater, uh, forty thousand seater, somewhere in there. They were still getting pretty high attendance rates. It's also a northern club, uh, really well supported. They're not a dual. Sunderland isn't a dual city, dual team city. I think um, they're close to Newcastle and Middlesbrough, but um, I don't know. I still think Everton will be supported a ton. Um, well, I, they're not. They're not going to be a club that gets relegated and jumps right back into the EPL. I'm no, no now. shot, no shot, no. So, really? Wait. Uh, so really, you don't think so? No, I don't think they're. They're very devoid of talent. The fact that they haven't been. It's, it's I mean, so so I guess you're assuming you're assuming people leave. You're assuming people right. leave, and and so, so. Sorry, you can go. You finish. No, 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 no. That's that's kind of all I had. I was just curious as to who, like, who do you think leaves? Who do you think dips? Because so, I wasn't I wasn't that sold on them not coming back up next. Like, if assuming it does happen, I wasn't assuming that they didn't come back up. If you look, if you think of the team and like guys that are really like quality eleven players in the EPL. You have Calvert-Lewin and Nier and Mina, who both can't stay healthy. They're gone. I think Mina's contract expires anyway, so he'll be gone. Um, then you have Onana, who I think is actually very good. And then Decor is going to be gone, who doesn't even play now anyway. Idris Saganage, who they brought in, he's old. He's 32. He'll be gone, right? He's not going to. So then you have, what, Damari Gray and Anthony Gordon. I'm sure Gordon will, will find a way to leave, and I doubt Gray will stick around either. So now you're at, like, Dwight McNeil, who they just brought in. Who's like okay? He's like who's been on the bench? Has he started a game? He started some, but he's looked very average. Um, yeah. he's another player that I think will get better over time, but he's no he's nothing special. And then you have, I guess I, I do. I he, do rate so ben he left Burnley. He left Burnley when they got relegated. So did James Tarkowski, who's also on Everton yeah. now too. Yep. So it's just like you have James Tark you have Tarkowski, Cody. I don't think they'll keep because he's been bad since our last podcast. We talked about how he's been good. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Ben Godfrey, who I do like, and then like Mikalenko and, and Nathan Patterson on the outside backs, who are like both young, raw, shouldn't be starting for an EPL team at this point. Like probably need to be loaned out somewhere, but like Everton has nothing else, so they have to keep him around. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Rafa, for those signings, by the way. <laughs> and then Pickford will 1,000% be gone. Yeah. And I don't know who's playing goalie because our backup, Begovic, is gone. I don't know who will be playing goalie there. So basically, we're going to be starting the GOAT Tom Davies in the middle, right? And um, if Mopay's Mo- still around, I, maybe him. Ellis Sims, who we just took out from loan from Sunderland, who was playing well. Because, like, we just need guys, I guess, another striker who won't play. I don't, I don't know. So it's just going to be bad. I think you can go back up. I think Cody probably stays, honestly. I, I, think, I think he's so slow. He's so slow. But the yeah, championship, but he's good. I mean, he's, he's really a great good. leadership presence. There's still there's still quality in that team. Damari Gray is would tear it up in the championship, I feel like. And that's I if mean, he wants to play. I, that's if he wants to play. I, yeah, I, I think it definitely depends on who you keep. But um, also, I could see I could see Everton becoming a yo-yo club, honestly. Back and forth, yeah. I mean, that at this point, that wouldn't shock me. Uh, and I don't know, like you know, a lot of clubs that are like close to relegation. They put in like their contracts, like wage cuts if you get relegated. So yeah. just going on last year, reports from the athletic came out. They didn't really do that. So I don't know how many players because on Everton. I didn't think it would get this bad. Yeah, right. no. So like I, they have these I, guys. And like we also have like Andre Gomez coming back from loan and Deli Ali coming oh, back from loan. Where is Andre Gomez on loan? He's, I, I think he's in name. France right now. I think he's in no, France, like Lille shit. or Lyon or something. I think if you, yeah. y'all do go down and, and come back up, y'all should pull a forest and sign like 24 players. We got okay. we, we to get out of financial fair play problems. <laughs> Because uh, we're we've already lost like four hundred million something since the last since COVID basically, yeah. And um, going down isn't going to help that. That's for sure. True. True. Um, so I think I, the last question that I had on this uh, was realistic end position. You think you're going down? I think there's over a fifty percent chance we get relegated. Like I'm not just saying that to like be dramatic or like oh what was no. me. Like I think it's general. Like I. It I looks mean, just bad. It looks bad. And Wolves at home, yeah. Bournemouth twice. We got smacked by them twice. Like we're just so not. If it was a must, must win. I mean, so was Wolves in my opinion. And I mean, we lost both of those yeah. at home. So it's like, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many more teams. Yeah, are. Force is in thirteenth right now. I mean, everyone was pegging them to be relegated. They're they're out of the state. Which I will say, I predicted. I said they were gonna gonna pop off uh, after the break. So. Uh, whenever you want to send flowers my way, uh, feel free. Um, <laughs> we're sending them to me when. Oh, Everton's gone. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'll be one of the pallbearers. Um, you gonna be watching? Uh, uh, you gonna be watching championship football? Oh man, I tell you what, if I'm not doing anything, I'll put it on. But that's, I'm not gonna s- surround my day based off of that <laughs> game against Cardiff City or whoever is playing at that point. Huddersfield Town. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then uh, lose to them two one. Yeah. I think the I think the only thing that I. I I, I, I think Everton might become a yo-yo club for a bit. Um, I don't think there's a sleeping giant quite like them. I mean, Sunderland sort of is a sleeping giant, but Sunderland does not have recent history being successful. Their history of being successful, I'm pretty sure, is... Um, it's definitely not, not as recent as Everton's 1980s dominance. So. I think it just... I think to just kind of close it out, like it, nothing is not going to improve until the board is gone. And mm-hmm. the whole, you got to start with the top, right? All bad teams have bad owners usually. 
I think that's pretty fair mm-hmm. to say, especially in American sports. Yeah. And Everton is one of those clubs has terrible ownership slash board of direct, like all that the board is bad, the owner is not good. Until that's cleaned up, Everton is never going to be a good club in the EPL. It's just mm-hmm. it's just a fact. So maybe maybe getting relegated or even close to it, the board will start to resign and will start moving Gotta forward. Get worse with this. before it gets better. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, well, maybe it'll happen soon. We'll see. Start the rebuild. Yep. On. On the topic of uh, of blunders, um, uh, segue. Um, we're moving on to Alexander Mitrovic's uh, very unlucky uh, penalty uh, from the weekend, where uh, ends up uh, hitting the ball twice, and the penalty gets just full on disallowed. Um, and I think I have I, I have two questions uh, for this, but the first one, uh, Ted, I'll go to you to start. Uh, do you think this should have counted? Um, you know, I I really don't know. I think it's tough. It's tough. I kind of I've watched. First of all, I want to be very clear. I've watched this clip like ten times at this point, and and I I watched it live too. Did not even notice anything out of the ordinary had happened aside from him slipping. On the penalty kick. Mm-hmm. Like, you really have to be looking for it to see what happens. He just kind of, like, pinches the ball, to borrow a, a Rocket League term. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he pinches it off both his feet, and it's it's wild. But, I mean, it's a good taken pen. And, honestly, if if, if he had intended to do it, I would have said no. If But because it's so just clearly accidental and, and unintentional, I, I kind of think it should have counted. That's my take. Watch, on. Any thoughts on this? Twice, man. <laughs> so I think I I think the the way that we presented this um, acts like there's not a third option, and the third option is something that happens when someone encroaches into the box, or the goalie leaves the line too early. You know, the two other it. situations where a penalty you just retake it. I mean, why? Like, okay, he clearly. Did not mean this is this is why this game is so fucking stupid sometimes <laughs> because he did not mean to have that happen and it gets discounted. You've got Marcus Rashford, God bless him. I mean, great guy, but uh, nefariously impacting the play. But because I didn't touch it, <laughs> your, your six year old brother is like, I'm not touching you. It's, it's like it's just so ridiculous, man. That guy that counted. No, this is just—it's just so brutal. No, I—I for for me, I feel like it, I don't think it should have counted because I don't want to get into the nuance. I don't want the the subjectivity of um, trying to make these calls. But he definitely should have been retaken. I think it's massively harsh to not have that as a retake. That's a good take. Um, I didn't even consider that option. Well, what's the what's the goalies? What's the goalies equivalent? Coming off the line. Stepping off the line. Yeah, encroaching on the play. Usually they step off the line to like help them out, sells out, right? Like you double touch the ball if you're kicking it, you messed it up. So you oh you can retake it because you messed up. The goalie, but 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 you but see what I'm saying? In, like, in, like, intent. Oh, he slips. What if I oh I slipped? Before, I slipped. Do I let me let them retake it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh. I see what you're saying, but I don't know if I agree with it. I think it's very different. I don't Maybe. know. Watch. Yeah. I, I think I think you flipped me on this. That's a really good point, because in the situation they're trying to get an advantage on the play. Now, 
Is he trying to get an advantage by doing that, though? No. No, 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 no. He's not. It's his fault. Like, the goalie in the situation, the goalie in the situation of stepping up the line is him trying to gain advantage on the play. If he saves it, he got an unfair advantage, so it needs to be retaken. In the situation of the slip, he was not trying to gain an unfair advantage. It just was he a circumstance. He just fucked up. He just messed up. Just fucked up. Sorry, dog. And because he just messed up like that, that is I mean, what it is. tough luck. It's hard to argue with that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think I think wash, uh, wash. Man, that rhetoric is paying off. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> the exam first time. Yeah, look at you. Look at you. Stephen oh. Colbert would be proud of you. Yes, sir. Um, uh, I. That's a good point. I don't even have a response for that. I'm not going to lie. Well, uh, well, let us know. Uh, yeah, reach out to us on Twitter through the email, uh, uh, podcast, uh at gmail.com, and, and let us know if you feel differently on that. Um, Please. We'd love to read but, those on the pod. I think, yeah, I think, uh, I think Wash might have uh, won that one. Good for you. Damn. Uh, all right. Rapid fire. Pick'ems. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through the fixtures. I'm going to go in order Alex, Ted, then me. Give me a quick who you're picking and why you're picking them. And if you don't know who you're picking, talk me through why you're stuck. So we're going to start out with the t- first one, Liverpool v. Chelsea. Uh, while I let you guys think, I'm just going to say Liverpool. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not even going to justify it uh, because... I don't think we'll actually win this game, but I I I need hope. So, Ted, can you can you write these down? By yeah, any yeah, I absolutely can. I'm going Chelsea. Watch. You're going Chelsea. Why are you going Chelsea? Honestly, I think eventually Grandpa is going to figure this thing out. You know what I mean? I still think their issue is they don't have a real number nine. I think that yeah. a lot of these guys play would play really well around a number nine. And I don't like you said. I don't think that's not, I don't think that's exactly been solved. I think Havertz has been playing a lot better recently. Mm-hmm. And I think they're starting to get healthier, and some of their new signs are starting to play. And the center back, who I can't pronounce his name, I just played last and game. And Yes, he's yeah. good. He'll be playing, I would assume. Thiago Silva. I mean, I think, I think it's going to be close. But you know, Liverpool—they're little—they're kind of mids this year, to be quite frank. I, I, I will also or state that Matt Brighton. <laughs> I will also state that Brighton are really good this year. I mean, like, like. I get that we are not playing well. I'm not here to say that that well, we're playing great. Brighton's just playing amazing. We did not play well in that game, but Brighton are a really good team right they now. Are. Like Matoma is insane. Matoma's Matoma is so really good. good. Evan Ferguson, where did this guy come from? We played against Alexi McAllister. I mean, like, and R- Roberto Deserbi has made that team play. Transformed so well. them. Transformed them entirely. Like. Like Grand Potter's a good coach, but holy shit, man, where did this come from? Like, so yeah. I, I, I think Liverpool are not the best, and there's gonna need to be some significant changes. But last week's performance is not indicative of of everything. And Chelsea, they beat Crystal Palace, but I, I, I still think it's a bit rocky. I do want Grand Potter to do well, and I think he will do well. But I think they're still in a rocky transitional phase, as is Liverpool. So, and this game is at Anfield. Um, Ted, 
what are you going with? So originally, as you saw, I was typing. I, I did was going Liverpool, but I honestly just, yeah, I can't get past the fact that it's, I, I think it's it's too close. I think it's going to be a draw. Um, I think Liverpool puts up a really good fight. I think they probably dominate the game for a period, at least. Um, I think it's a big game. Top team, supposedly, or top team in the past, and they typically show right. they typically show up for those. So I figure I figure they care about this one a little more than than maybe the uh, the Brighton game. Toxic. Lester <laughs> right. uh, um, v Brighton. Alex, who you got for Lester v Brighton? I think you got to, everybody's got to pick Brighton, right? That's just yeah. All right. Yeah, I I, I just I, talked about Brighton. I, I, yeah, yeah. We just talked about Brighton. I guess we don't Lester have to. Sticks. We don't have to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't have to belabor that one. I, I'm going. I'm going Brighton on this one. I've already explained. I I think Brighton are insane. I will be Lester going suck ass. So Brighton as well. They are. They are on a a run right now. Uh, moving on to the next straightforward uh, pick: uh, Southampton v Aston Villa. Um, Alex, who you got for this one? Well, I mean, they're playing a lot better since they got that the yeah, Emery in there. It's uh, it's wild how much a good manager will help the team. Going to ask yeah. And I think I, Ted, you go. I was gonna say I think yeah no I think I gotta go Villa as well uh, despite that impressive Southampton victory over Everton last weekend. <laughs> Nathan Jones can only get bailed out by James Ward Prowse so many times. I mean it it. This Villa team is very well structured. They've got a great game plan. They're playing well. Um, and I think they're only going to get better. Um, so I'm going Villa. The relegation six-pointer. The relegation <laughs> six-pointer. West oh, Ham, indeed. Everton at London Stadium. Wash, who are you going with? I honestly don't even know, man. These two teams are so ass. Honestly, it's, I'm, i got to go West Ham at this point. You know, I there's just no no there's no hope at this yeah, right now. So I'm just gonna go West Ham. So I was I was gonna agree with you, and then I just thought you know I think both of these teams kind of realize that this is this is a very very important game. I see this going to a draw. I'm gonna go Everton. Uh, I think I think that West Ham are structurally kind of broken right now. I, I don't think they know how to get Skamaka in the game. More than Everton? Mikel Antonio uh, really struggles to get into the game. You mean Everton player soon? Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's already played for him. <laughs> uh, I, th- I, I, think Everton, I think Everton can pull this one out. I, I, I would not be surprised if this one was a draw. I, if West Ham win this game, it's bad it's bad for the boys in blue but i don't think yeah yeah. um okay um moving on um the one that everyone would have picked to be a relegation six-pointer uh early in the season uh bournemouth v nottingham forest um alex who you got for this one honestly i think i'm gonna go nottingham forest and i don't really have a playing well dude yeah that's that's some I haven't watched a ton of them, but like you said, the results are coming their way, so I'm just going to keep riding it. They're up to 13th right now. Yeah, yeah I mean, like Bournemouth aren't doing bad either, but but uh, Nottingham Forest are, are doing well. Yeah. I t- who you got? Uh, consistency. Consistency is not the name of the game for Forest. I'm going Bournemouth. 
Okay. Oh, this is a tough one because I think Bournemouth have pulled out some really I don't think Vitality Stadium, Bournemouth Stadium is is a stronghold by any means. And I think City Ground has really uh helped out Nottingham Forest. So I think this would be easier if it was at Forest at City Ground. Bournemouth have been pulling out results at Vitality this whole season though. And I, I think, I think, ah, uh, oh, this is a tough it's, one. This is a tough one. Uh, this is a really tough this one. This is such a tough one. I think, I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go draw on this one. I think I'm going to go draw on this one. Such uh, a cop out. <laughs> well, for the sake of, for the sake of variety, I'm, I'm going draw. I, I'm, I'm Here's leaning that. Bournemouth, honestly. I want Forest, but I'm going mm-hmm. draw. So, uh, true politician's answer on that one. Um, Crystal Palace v Newcastle. Uh, gee, I wonder. Newcastle. Let's put it down there. Uh, Ted? Yep. I, you know, so here's the thing. I, I, oh, I love it. I definitely like the Newcastle pick. I think that's the easy, you know, mail it in pick. Yeah. <laughs> but I got, I have a sneaky. Where is this game being played? Is this, is this, uh, who's home, who's away? Sellhurst Park, Sellhurst Park. Okay. Oh, Crystal Palace is dead. Man, oh, man, oh, man. I got a sneaky suspicion Crystal Palace shows up for this game. Like they 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 got a good game in them. I know for a fact they Wil- do. Wilfred Zaha against Kieran Trippier. You know, I mean, Kieran Trippier <laughs> is fine, but I mean, he can be he can be pinned back by Wilfred Zaha. Yeah, I've seen Zaha get locked up by thirty four year old Seamus Coleman. So. <laughs> yeah, I I can't do it. I'm going. Here's the thing about that. Here's the thing about that though. If Zaha, if you put Zaha up against someone who's going to wind him up and get in his head, he sucks. Early, He's terrible. He sucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if you have someone who's actually trying to do their own thing and, like, has to defend him is not their primary task, he has a tendency to tear him up. I, so. don't, I don't know, man. You bring up a good point, but it's only swaying me more Newcastle way because I feel like Newcastle is definitely a shithousery kind of team. I'm going Newcastle. Oh, I, th- I, I think oh. Newcastle wins. this. I think yeah. Newcastle wins. Sure. I, I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it, but I'm not gonna. Yeah. No. Trust me. I wanted to do it too. Uh, <laughs> oh. If only. Uh, Man City v Wolves. That's obviously Wolves. Add <laughs> the empty head. Yeah. 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 You got wash. You got. You say you Wolves. City. You said Wolves. I did not. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> well, only one of those teams were able to beat Everton. <laughs> <laughs> You are you are sitting here like acting like oh it's such a sure thing. I don't know how much of a sure thing it is. I still think you think uh, Lopetegui's got it in him. So who are you picking then, Grayson? That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Say draw. Say draw. I'm going draw. I'm going draw. I love it. I love it. I love it. Ryan Aitner is gonna get the uh, gonna get the goal there. All right, Leeds Brentford at Elland Road. There's only one answer here. I'm going Leeds. Wow. I know Brentford's been playing really well. Leeds hasn't played that well. You know, I'm hoping they'll get relegated. Might save us. Who knows? 
Uh, you know, as you talk about a sneaky suspicion. Yeah, you're like feeling that. it. You're feeling Absolutely the leads. No reason why. Absolutely no reason why. But you uh, got a feeling. Sometimes you just got it. So I'm going. I'm going leads. I I like it. I respect it. I am a big. Uh, I'm a big. I respect it. I don't get. I I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I I have been a. Uh, I have been a fan of the bees uh, for a while now at this point, and and I got a I got a buzz buzz. Okay, you go way back. Let's you go, go way back. For, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Bees and goals, man. Pretty much any team that beats Liverpool, if I'm being honest. <laughs> uh, 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 um, I I am going. I think Leeds does well against teams that are performing. Teams that are supposed to perform well against them. I think they have a, a way to show up against those teams. I think Brentford are. Uh, um, I think Brentford are the team. They're really good against going against teams that uh, press uh, really high, and I think Leeds presses really high without any actual like, without as much skill in it as peak Liverpool, peak Man City. So I think Brentford can tear them up pretty pretty quickly. So I'm going Brentford. This is going to be a really good uh, game, this next one. All right. So Arsenal, Man United. Arsenal suffered their only loss of the season so far against Man United at Old Trafford. They're playing again this week. What do you guys think? Who are you going with? Wash? I was I'm torn because I think obviously they're both playing well. It's gonna well. be such a good game. It's gonna be and a really I think, good game. I think emotionally Arsenal's gonna be a little tired after winning against Spurs, right? However, Manu does play. Dude, that was a of, walk in the park though. That wasn't even that hard of a yeah, game. Yeah, but you know what I mean. You have that the it's the emotion that was the last time they had won there? Like it's been it's been a while, right? Um Yeah, but that was usually against a good team. And Manu's Manu's also though. playing Manny Tez is ignoring you. Manny's also playing <laughs> super, super well. But they do play tomorrow. I think they play Crystal Palace tomorrow also. And Arsenal hasn't played doesn't play anybody until Manu again. So That's I think a really good point. Manu could be a little tired. I was gonna say a draw. However, now I'm leaning Arsenal. So I'm gonna go Arsenal. Okay. Ed. <sighs> Manu looks pretty good. They're good. I, they did look, they did look good in that game, but they also did not get their first goal until like seventy minutes in. Yes, uh, and was very similarly to Arsenal. Yeah, I gotta go with Arsenal. Actually, no, I'm going draw. I'm going draw. You're going draw. I'm going draw. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, I hate that I'm doing this. Um, but I, I think I'm going Man United. I think, I think this Man United team is riding a real high off of that Manchester derby. I, I think, I think Eric Ten Hag is kind of a god right now, and I think he's just going to keep riding. You and Gary Neville too, both. Too, too Manu. He's a god to Manu. I think he's just an egg-headed dude. Uh, but it's they. There has never been more belief in this team right now internally. Than, than right now, and mm-hmm. they're about to take on Arsenal. I, I think they can pull out the results. So, um, Fulham v Tottenham. Alex, who you got? So Fulham, they they are able to beat bad teams, so that makes me want to pick pick them this week. Fuck um, you. 
I mean, you do well. You do look, and they've won five of their last six games. The only loss being to Newcastle one zero. And I think this game's at home. I believe, right? Is is that home, Grayson? It's at oh, Coven, it's at it's at Covent Garden or not Covent Garden, um, Craven Cottage. It's at Fulham Stadium. So. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go Fulham right here, yeah, especially because where Charles is not starting once again. Another terrible move, by Conte. I mean, it just makes no sense to me. So I'm gonna go Fulham. Fair enough. Uh, Tedworth. Uh, Mitro can't take a penalty with one foot, so I'm going Spurs, obviously. Uh, I am going Fulham on this one. Fuck you I, both. <laughs> I think I think Harrison Reed uh, is going to dominate that midfield. I think Jao Palina uh, plays really well. I can't even name you two Spurs midfielders. I can't even name you one of them. Uh, I think they got hot hot beef or something. Hotberg. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what his name. Is. Hotberg. Uh, yeah, Hotberg. Todberg. Uh, they can't be throwing those same two out they threw out last week. That's all I know. No, no, definitely not. No, I, I think, I Conte is not the motivating figure. Where's Harry Winks? He's in there. Yeah, where's Ali Skip, dude? <laughs> he just made his debut for uh 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 what is it? Sam Sam Sidora. Sam Doria, who is I think seven points back, uh, from out of the relegation zone. They're they're uh, nine points, and then the team in seventeenth is on. Sixteen points. Good for him. Good for him, man. They're going down. <laughs> uh, so good for good for Winks. Good for Winks, man. Um, all right, we've got our picks in. I think we had a really, I really love the conversation around uh, around Everton. Thanks for the insight, yeah. um, Alex. Um, Sorry if we grilled you. Hoping. Honestly, you you were the only target on here this evening. No, I'm happy to happy to vent. It's you know you got to vent your all the. Yeah, crying. So I just gotta get out here. Thanks for giving me a when Liverpool, to cry on. <laughs> when Liverpool drop below uh, the top half, I'm gonna be in your seat. Uh, so um, there you go. No, but when Everton beat Liverpool somehow this year, I'm going to be it, on this podcast. And I'm dude, going to be- oh, you best believe I'll be here too. <laughs> yes, that it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Everton would do something like that. They bring they'd back Thomas and Richarlison. And <laughs> get it done. Oh man! All right, all right, Ted. That's a good point to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, so we we have a Discord going on. That's where we record. You can also come by to feel free to hang out. We hang out in there occasionally. Uh, it's the Boot and Hearth Pod on Discord. We also are planning, uh, I'm not sure if it's up yet, but we are on Twitch as well. We're currently on Suave IV on Twitch, but we also will have a Boot and Hearth Twitch channel as well. Uh, if you if you care to respond to anything or give us any tips uh, on the pod, you can email us at bootandhearth at gmail.com. And if we, you know, if we feel like it, maybe we read your, your email, your response to whatever we were talking about at the time. Um, and just you know, just to recap, catch the pod every every uh, every week, midweek. So uh, thanks for thanks for listening, and hope you hopefully you enjoyed. Alex, yeah, thanks bye, thanks for being on. Of course, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it.